Hi, this is Giles. I appreciate you tuning in to this podcast and thank you for supporting our ministry campaigns. It's my prayer that these podcasts will help you to experience God's very best in every area of your life. I want to show you three different levels of the Spirit in your life. And you must have this clear in your mind. Uh, Otherwise, it could hinder, it could hold you back from being an effective minister for the Lord. Now, I'm going to talk about how the Spirit can be with you, how He can be in you, and how He can be on you. Three different levels. With you, in you, and on you. Say that with me. With you, in you, and on you. Okay? And let me also say that when I use the word the Spirit, I also can use the word the anointing. The anointing of God is the Spirit of God, the oil of heaven, the presence of the living God. Amen? Amen. Now let's clarify this in our minds before we go further. The first way that the Spirit will deal with you is by being with you. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14 and 7, he said, The Spirit of truth, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So look here, please. The scripture says, he, will, he dwells with you and will be in you. Okay, so here you can see the Spirit is with the disciples. Jesus is saying, He's with you. He's around you. In the future, He will be in you. He's not in you yet. He will be. So the first working of the Spirit is literally around us, to be with us. And what does he do? Well, Jesus explains, when he has come, the Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Okay, the word there, convict, means convince. So in other words, the Spirit comes, he's not in you, but he becomes, he starts to work on you. He starts to show you the truth about the scripture, that the Bible is true. He begins to show you that Jesus is the the way, the truth, and the life. That's the Spirit showing you. He removes the scales from your eyes. He begins to touch your heart. He begins to testify to you, Jesus is alive. God loves you. He's the only way out of sin. You may have read a thousand books. You may have listened to a thousand professors but when you hear the gospel it's different huh you hear one message but it hits you harder it enters your heart it thrills your soul it opens your eyes just one message from one preacher can reveal more to you than a thousand teachings from a thousand professors why because the spirit is with you the spirit is working The Spirit is convincing. The Spirit is convicting. The Spirit is opening your eyes. That's the work of the Spirit with you. Now, obviously, 
all of us need that because we're lost. We're in darkness. So the Spirit comes with His light. He shines His light. He shows the way. Say amen, somebody. And so the Spirit, He is around us, convincing us, attracting us, calling us. I remember when I was uh, 21 years of age, I was not from a Christian family, uh, and somebody had preached the gospel to me. And I remember being in my home in Australia, where I lived at the time, and I just, all these thoughts came, these incredible thoughts of God's love for me. One day, I thought I heard him saying my name, saying, Giles, I love you. I, where, what is this, this voice? It was the Spirit working with me, showing me your beloved. God loves you. I want you in my family. I want you in my kingdom. It touched my heart. It opened my eyes. Every time I read the Bible, the words jump into up alive. Alive. I saw Jesus. What a wonderful man. Healing and delivering and saving and providing. Look at this Jesus. What was happening? The Spirit was making the Word alive to me. Say Amen. Hallelujah. You know, when the Spirit is working with us, many wonderful things can happen. I've now been a, a minister for more than 25 years. I've traveled many nations. I remember I was holding a meeting in the city of Brussels in Belgium. And Brussels is a huge city where many immigrants from Africa, from Asia, from Eastern Europe, they all go to Brussels. And from Brussels, many of them try to go to England or other countries. And I was preaching in a church and we had brought many people from the streets. I remember that night, I passed the microphone around. I said, where are you from? And where are you from? And which country? And which language? And we counted more than 25 nations. 25 nations. We had Hindu and Buddhist and Muslim and Orthodox and so many people. And I preached. I preached Jesus to them. I preached the gospel. Something wonderful happened. The power of the Holy Spirit came down. Every, all of, everybody laughing, crying, shaking, 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 because the Spirit was moving. They were not Christians. They had not converted. He was still Hindu. She was Muslim. He was Buddhist. They were not yet, not yet Christians, but the Spirit was working with them. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, another place I went to in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is an island next to India. And I went to many small villages. And we went to one. And in this village, all of the people, they worshipped spirits. They read the palms of your hands. They uh, used sacrifices. They studied the stars. Not one Christian in this whole village. 
they had many witches and warlocks. You know, these magic men and witches with their spells. I called my team. I said, let's praise the Lord. Let's call them out. The village sat here. All of the villagers here in the front row were all the magic men, the shamans and the witches sitting here. I said to my team, let's praise the Lord. In Sri Lanka, the worship is very different than here. We just had one little drum. And they sing a strange way. Jesus Raja. This was worship in Sri Lanka. But as we worshipped, the power of God became available. It began to manifest. I felt his presence upon me. Wow. We were feeling the... And suddenly, you know what I saw? All the witches, all the magic men, what they were all fallen on their faces on the ground like this. Down, 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 down. Their faces on the ground. They began to cry. Who is touching us? Who is pushing us down? I said, it's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He wants you to serve Jesus. Don't serve demons. Serve Jesus. You know, every person in that village that night was saved. Save them, somebody. Hallelujah. The Spirit works with us before we are saved. You know, one day, ten lepers came to Jesus. Lepers, they had that terrible skin disease. And Jesus, he is the expression of God, of his goodness, of his grace, of his love. Jesus did not come to curse. He came to bless. He didn't come to put sickness on people, but to take it off people. The ten lepers came sick, but when they left, they were healed completely. Do you remember the story? Ten of them healed. Ten of them headed home. On their way back home, they looked at their flesh. They looked at their skin. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. You know, only one of the ten went back to Jesus. Only one of the ten bowed down and worshipped Jesus. Only one of the ten became a Christian. The nine, the other nine, they were touched by the Spirit. They were healed by the Spirit. But they didn't go back to Jesus. What am I saying? Jesus was working with them with his Spirit. You see, Jesus touches people even though they're not saved. Before you were saved, Jesus was working on you. He was touching you. He was helping you. He was blessing you. He was opening your eyes. Hallelujah. That's the first level. The Spirit dwells with you. The second level is that the Spirit now can dwell in you. And if you remember in the story, 
Somebody open this for me, please. Thank you. In John chapter 20 and verse 22, Jesus, the Bible says, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now think with me. The disciples had been walking with him. Huh? This is John chapter 20, not John chapter 1, John chapter 20. They'd been walking with him. They'd seen his spirit. They'd felt his spirit. Huh? They'd maybe been healed by the spirit. But now Jesus looks at them and he says, receive my spirit. And the Bible says that he breathed on them. He breathed out and they breathed in. And what happened? The spirit went inside of them. Say amen. You know, when God made man, the Bible says that he formed Adam out of the ground, the soil, and then he breathed on him. He gave him the kiss of life. And in that moment, he gave him the kiss of life. Life was transmitted from God to man. And he became a living soul. Adam sat up. Adam got up the, in the image and likeness of God. Say amen. This is a picture of what Jesus did with the disciples. He now breathed his life, his spirit into them. They received the life of God. The eternal life of God went into them by his spirit. They were now new creations, born again, alive forevermore, sons of God. Jesus said, uh, or John chapter 1 says, whoever received him, he gave the power to become sons of God. Amen. So here... The Spirit now is not just with them, but He's in them. When the Spirit comes in you, He gives you life, eternal life. You know, something wonderful happens on the inside of us. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel chapter 37 that God would take out our heart of stone and put inside a heart of flesh. He will do a divine operation. The Bible tells us that our old nature has now been taken out and crucified with Christ. And now we have a new heart and the divine nature on the inside. How can you know if the Spirit is in you? I'll tell you. Before, you had different desires. You wanted to sin. You wanted to dance all night long in the discotheque. Huh? You wanted to drink and get drunk. You wanted to chase all the boys or chase all the girls. But now you have a new heart. You have a new desire. You want to serve God. You want to worship God. You want to be holy like he is holy. Why is that? Because you have a new heart. The Spirit of God is now in you. Say to your neighbor, the Spirit is in you. Hallelujah. You see, here in John chapter, First John chapter 2 and 27, the scripture says, the anointing which you have received from him 
abides in you. You don't need anyone to teach you anymore. Hallelujah. Why? Because the anointing teaches you concerning all things. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. And this is wonderful, my friends. You know, being touched by the Spirit is one thing. But having the Spirit live inside of you is another thing. I'm here to tell you that the Spirit will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He did not come to visit. He came to stay. He's not a visitor. He's a dweller. And that tells us something wonderful. We can never be separated from God. He is in us and we are in him forever and ever. Say amen. You know, there in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 17, the scripture says, For he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That's an amazing revelation. You know, could you do this? Could you quickly open this for me? Hallelujah. I will show you something by example. Come here, dear sister. You can help me on the camera here. Can you imagine that this is my spirit? I have a spirit, but this is the spirit of God. Now, pour some of that into here. His spirit is now mixed with my spirit. They have become one and they can never be separated anymore. That's what the Bible says. You cannot be separated from God anymore. He's in you. He's in you. He's in you. So that's why you can rest. That's why you can relax. The Bible says that we have already passed from death unto life. I'm not waiting for the day I die to know my destination. Let me say that one more time. I'm not waiting for the day I die to know my destination. I know where I'm going when I die. I'm going upwards. I'm not going down. Why? Because the spirit of resurrection power is already inside of me. The one who brought Jesus out of the grave, he'll bring me out of the grave. I'm one. Hallelujah. And so I rest. I don't wait to start enjoying eternal life. I start today. In fact, I started a long time ago. Huh? I entered into the rest. I have the joy of the Lord. I know that nothing can separate me from the love of God. I know the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because the Spirit is in me. Amen. And if the Spirit is in you, you'll know. Because your heart will cry out, Abba, 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 Father. Abba, Pai, Abba, Father. Why? Because the Spirit is in you. Say amen, somebody. Now the third level is not the Spirit with you or the Spirit in you, but the Spirit upon you. And here in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, we read these wonderful words of Jesus. He said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come 
upon you. Say upon you. Upon you. Not in you, not with you, but upon you. What will you get when the Spirit comes on you? You will get power. And what will this power enable you to do? You will become my witnesses. Say witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uh, and to the ends of the earth. Wow. Now you can see here that this is a different manifestation of the Spirit. It's to give you power. Okay? It's to uh, enable you to do a job. What's the job? To be a witness. What's the job? To travel. What's the job? To invade the nations. What's the job? To advance the kingdom. What's the job? To testify about Jesus Christ and the cross on which he died. Say amen, somebody. So the third level is the Spirit to give you power. And that's really what I want to focus on. Because the Spirit has been with you. Say yes. The Spirit is already in you. Say yes. But all of us need the Spirit on us. And on us as much as possible. In a sense, the more the Spirit is on you, the more the Spirit can use you. Now, you receive the Spirit in you when you're born again. Amen. Uh, when we are regenerated, the Spirit comes into us, does an internal work. But we receive the Spirit on us when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, G John the Baptist said to the people, there's another one coming after me. He's not going to baptize you in water. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. In Acts chapter 10, Peter was testifying and he said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth uh, with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So this third level gives you power. Amen. When does the power come? When the Spirit comes on you. When does the Spirit come on you? When you are baptized. Amen. You know, today there are two types of baptism. There's water baptism. When you are put underneath the water, you are submerged in water. And that's wonderful. Say amen. We do this as a sign that God is now in us, that we are born again. Amen. But there's another baptism, not in a river of water, but in a river of fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this shows us that now we're not just sons of God, but we're servants of God. We're empowered by God to do great things. So let's look quickly at some differences between having the Spirit in you and the Spirit on you. Okay? The first thing is that the, the presence of the Spirit in you is to do with who you are. Okay? When you have the Spirit in you, it means you're no longer a child of Satan, but a child of God. Amen. You have, you've changed family. 
You've changed nationality. Huh? Before you were just Brazilian, now you're from the holy nation, the kingdom of God. You hear what I'm saying? You've changed. You were just part of a physical family. You had a mom and a dad and a brother, but now you're part of a spiritual, mystical family. And your father is God himself. Say amen. So when the spirit comes in you, it's all about who you are. You have a new identity now. You're a new creation now. You're a new species. You're a new type of creature on the earth. You know, there are only two types of people on earth. People who have been born once and people who have been born twice. Born again. You've been born again. You used to be, literally, you had a body, you had a soul, and you had a dead spirit. But now you have a body, a soul, and a living spirit. You're a new creature. You look the same on the outside, but there's someone new on the inside. And there's coming a day when this body will fall off and you'll get a new body, a glorified body. Say amen. That's the work of the Spirit in you. Okay? It's about who you are. It's about who you be. But when the Spirit is on you, it's not about your identity. Now it's about your capacity. It's not, not about being, it's about doing. Because the Spirit comes on you to do something. Huh? It empowers you to do what you normally cannot do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It makes the impossible possible for you. Because the Spirit's on you. The power of God is upon you. The anointing is upon you. So you now begin to live a supernatural life. Not just a natural life. You're not just a nice person because the Spirit is in you. You're a powerful person because the Spirit is on you. Hallelujah. Many Christians stop at number two. Many Christians stop at number two. They receive the Spirit in them. Uh, they get good character. They're nice people. They're loving and gentle and kind. Uh, they're generous. It's the Spirit giving them a new nature, a new heart. But they don't have power. They can't preach. They don't heal. They don't deliver people from devils. They don't move in the supernatural. Why? Because the Spirit's in them, but He's not upon them. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? You know, it's interesting when Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you'll remember the Spirit came down like a dove and rested upon him. From that day, the Bible says that he was guided by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He went to pray and to fast 40 days, 40 nights. Wow, he had power. Huh? He overcame the temptations of the devil. Wow, he had power. Huh? Then he came back to Nazareth and he opened up the Bible and he preached, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to set free the captives, to heal the sick, to open the blind eyes, to announce the year of favor of God. Say amen. Can you see? Jesus was now empowered. But watch his words. 
He said, the Spirit of God is upon me. He's anointed me to preach, to heal. Who did the healing? Jesus? Mm -mm -mm. The Spirit of God upon Jesus did the healing. Who did the preaching? Jesus? Mm -mm -mm. The Spirit of God on Jesus did the preaching. That's why he's called Jesus Christ. Jesus the anointed one. Jesus the empowered one. Jesus the one with the Spirit upon him. Say amen. And I'm here to tell you, if the same Spirit is upon you, you will preach, and you will heal, and you will set free. Because it's not about you, it's all about the Spirit of God upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why I say to you, I want you to have the Spirit on you tonight. To leave here tonight clothed with the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, because there's many millions outside of these doors waiting to hear the message on your lips, waiting to receive the power through your hands, waiting for the authority and the power that you have through the Spirit of God. Say Amen. If you have never personally accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray these words after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and ask you to wash me clean with your blood. Give me a new heart and a fresh start. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Now that you have prayed that prayer, we believe that you are saved. Get in touch with us at thegreatmission.org to receive your free digital booklet Welcome to the family. The ministry of Giles Stevens is maintained by the prayers and financial support of monthly partners. More and more people are looking up rather than around for answers to life and are open to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever the ministry is holding campaigns, thousands are responding and seeing real-life transformation. Would you consider joining us taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations by a monthly contribution? no matter the amount. Friends, together we can fill God's throne room with people from every tribe, nation and tongue. That's the vision we have for all of our partners, that in the future when we stand before the Lord, we will be able to celebrate together when we see people from all nations coming in as a result of your support. So if you'd like to become a partner of the ministry, please visit us at www.thegreatmission.org. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and to share this podcast with a friend so that God's kingdom can keep growing in you and through you. God bless you.